about Wednesday of this week, I was praying and I was reading and I thought that we would be looking at the 8th chapter of, of all books, Job, this morning. But the Lord led me to Mark 13. And I couldn't remember about Mark 13 until I started reading. And Mark 13 is actually the disciples. All right, let me help you all, okay? I know I did this last week. It's so uncomfortable. But I want to make sure everybody can hear. I want to make sure everybody's paying attention. And I want to make sure you read between the lines when I say what I'm saying, okay? This is not a good time to discuss, hinch, show somebody something on your phone, or look around, or wonder. Uh, it's very disrespectful. Now, I haven't seen anybody doing that today yet. And I just want to make sure, because I know this Bible right here says that Satan is a thief. What he had rather steal from you and me more than anything is the word of God that can fall in your heart and transform you and you transform the world around you. So I know that when the word goes forth, the worker of iniquity goes forth too. And as the seed is planted, he tries his best to come along and grab it back and throw it in a bag. So I'm asking you not to allow him to do that because it will be the biggest theft you've ever experienced in your life. In this 13th chapter, the disciples are asking Jesus a question about the temple. And this is going to be familiar, but they are saying, Lord, when's this going to happen? And he's telling them about the temple being destroyed and they're talking about how beautiful it is. And he says, well, there's coming a day when not one stone will even be left stacked on top of another stone. And so Jesus knows what's coming, but they go and they ask him this question about, tell us, when's it going to happen? When's all this going to be fulfilled? And verse 5 of chapter 13 is where I landed Wednesday morning and God says, you just need to kind of put your tent up right here. And this is what verse 5 says. Jesus answered them when they asked him about fulfillment. He said, take heed. Say those two words with me. Take heed that no one deceives you. For a minute, I'm closing my Bible right now. Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed. No one means everyone. When no one is mentioned, no one is excluded. Even people we would be scared to not allow to deceive us. And the Bible makes it very clear the Lord Jesus himself about deception. We all know deception comes from the devil. He's called the great deceiver. 
In fact, the devil pulls off most of his stunts in your life through deceiving you, through deception. In the book of James, the first chapter, verse 16, James says, Don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. See, deception's always been a big problem. In fact, in a minute, me and you are going to go all the way back to the very first book of the Bible because that's where it starts. But Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, don't be deceived. James said, don't be deceived. And Paul's saying, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to get back. Don't be deceived. So you could kind of look at it like this. If you allow yourself to be deceived, it's as if you're giving in on mocking God. And God's not mocked. He's not mocked. You can't mock God. If you try, that's a bad thing to do. And Paul also said in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, he said, don't be deceived. He's telling the church. He says, talking about even your clique, your friends, your circle. He said, evil company corrupts good habits. Don't let people that you think's all right because they don't do this type of sin or whatever. He said, don't be deceived, folks. Don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. You see, Samson was deceived by a relationship. And that, that was evil company. What got Samson into evil company? Well, it was lust. He loved women. I mean, he loved a lot of women. You hear me? I mean, he loved women. And so he loved women so much that one woman he ran across, Delilah, actually was able to be deceived and then deceive him. Judas was deceived by the silver that he was offered. Ananias was deceived by the money they kept back. You see, the love of money is still the root of all evil. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, but evil men and imposters, now we're hitting home here, will grow worse and worse. Say those two words, worse and worse. I know it's three. And they'll grow worse and worse by doing this, deceiving and being deceived. So let me stop for just a minute here. Evil men and imposters. You know what an imposter is. That's somebody who is not really who you think they are. It's somebody who is a faker. And, and I'll admit, there's, evil, there's, there's imposters behind pulpits. But the Bible tells us in this book right here, that evil men not only will and imposters will deceive you and me, but they will themselves be deceived. See, I just told you that about Delilah. You remember that? She was deceived, and then she deceived Samson. And I think it's just very interesting, folks, that Satan included with all of his acts 
of deceiving, he always would bundle that. Now, y'all got to listen to me. I've already given that little disclaimer about paying attention, so that's all I want to give. But he's always bundled and packaged you being deceived or trying to deceive you with some type of payout or payoff. He's trying to lure you like a piece of candy, you know, do this and you're going to get this or do this and I'm going to give you this. Well, let's go back to Genesis. I just said it a while ago. Uh, eat the apple, that tree, and you're going to be like God. So he's deceiving her into doing what she's already been told she should not do. And they should not do. And then, you know, she goes and deceives Adam. And the payout looked like it was already bigger and better than the promise of God. See, God had already promised them they didn't have to work. They didn't have to worry. They didn't have to labor. They didn't have to do it. They were in paradise. They were in paradise. They didn't have to do anything. And see, I think a lot of times we have it so good from God now and we have it so good promised to us by, that we don't even realize how and we don't believe it. And we are able to be talked into some fake fool's gold from the devil and we will give in and do what he says to do because sin is pleasurable for a season. So Eve was offered this. If you'll just eat the apple. And then Jesus Christ. Now, he didn't give in. It didn't work with him. But Satan still tried the same thing. What did he tell him in one of the temptations? He said, if you will just fall down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. He said, it's been given to me to do whatever I want to. Now, he's talking to the one that spoke it into existence. But anyway, that's an IQ test for the devil, and he failed it. But he tried it anyway because he thinks that people of God are dumb and stupid and ignorant. He thought Jesus would just, because he was so desperate. Let me throw that part in, if I may. He thinks that, you know, after 40 days of no food, no kind of contact with anybody, just kind of being in a wilderness and being depleted of everything in your body. This is a good time to offer him bread and, and uh, all kind of uh, uh, famous neon lights and uh, all kind of kingdoms and world. And, and let me just see if I can't go ahead and get allegiance out of him. See, the devil will always, he will prey on you and he will try to deceive you when it seems like you are at your weakest. But let me add a scripture to that. When I am weak, that's when I'm made strong. That's when you are weak and you are depleted. You do what Jesus. Now, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. That's when you do what Jesus did when he was weak and depleted and he didn't have anything. He just said, it is written. It is written. He said, it has been said. You, when you are weak, that's when you are able to. To be made strong by the word, don't do anything. Don't say what you heard, what you think, what somebody else said. You just say it is written. That's why you hide the word of God in your heart so you don't sin, you don't give in to temptation, and you're not deceived by the great deceiver. So, 
God warns us in this book right here, all the way from Genesis, all the way to the very end, Revelation, about the snake, the serpent, the devil. And he tells us the end of the world, all the way till the world ends, that people are going to be deceived. And he tells us in his word that you don't have to be deceived. Now, this is where you really need to pay very close attention because there is another scripture that I ran into this week when I was studying this and I found something that I'd never found, seen, heard, known. I'd actually seen it one other time this week before I knew I was preaching this message, really. And it's over... Kind of at the end, we talked about Eve being deceived. But I want to go to the end when tribulation and all this is going on and it's taking place. That time period, you know, Revelation. It's over in the 18th chapter and the 23rd verse. The Bible says, And the light of a candle shall shine no more, God anoint me in Jesus' name, shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more. No more. The voice of the bride and the bridegroom. You're not going to hear from the Lord. You're not going to hear from the church. No more. At this time, he's talking about. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy, talking about the great men of the earth, by their sorceries were all nations deceived. Now, I'm going to open my Bible because I'm going back to that here in one minute. But now, growing up, and up until about a day or two ago, just me, Opie, thinking, well, I know about sorceries. You know, I, we always bottle sorceries with witchcraft and, you know, magic and horoscopes and oh should have said that should have somebody's oh, yeah. never mind leave that junk alone thank you God for the word junk that just came out of my mouth listen I've always associated that with sorceries you know but I decided to still look at I, I wanted to know what the Greek definition for sorceries were so I kind of went to the Greek Dictionary, and I looked up the word sorceries because I always want to give you accurate information. We're going to look at the screen only if we could right quick because the word sorceries actually is the Greek word of all words. Pharmakia, which is where you get your word pharmacy. All right? Now, you know the one I just referred to the third, third explanation or definition of the, of the word sorceries or pharmakia, but I really want to draw your attention to the first and second one before, because they precede number three, you see. So they're in area, they're in ranking of importance here. So let's start with pharmakia is the use or the administering of drugs or poisoning. Say that word with me, poisoning. And then the third one, of course, is the one that you look at. So if we were to take this scripture, 
and we were to look at the word sorceries, we could kind of say that pharmakia equals, talking about this verse 23, pharmakia equals all nations being deceived. I'm not connecting dots, by the way. I'm allowing, or not allowing, I'm praying the Holy Spirit will today because I've been connecting them for about a year and a half. Today, I'm not connecting them. There's, there's got to come a time when, if you haven't listened to Joe Ray on Wednesday night teaching on spiritual gifts, I highly recommend you cut your precious television off and you get online and you listen to these four Wednesday nights about spiritual gifts especially when he's talking about, teaching about discerning, all right? There's got to be a time when the church kind of says, well, you know what, I've been missing things, but it's high time that I wake up and I see. Because I didn't make anything up here. I'm just reading a scripture to you out of the 18th chapter of Revelation. That's all I'm doing. Pharmakia equals all nations being deceived. That's what my Bible tells me right there. When the church is taken away and the Lord Jesus, the restrainer is removed and everything's gone and out of the way. And I think this is kind of a dot, but not full, fully explaining. I think, I think people that, that have not fallen asleep have already kind of picked up on this at some level or another. So, if I put all this together and I go back to chapter 13, taking in consideration all these other scriptures from James and from Paul and even Jesus himself, and I begin to read verse 5, there's, there's another series in there of hints or a hint that God provides in His Word, the Lord Jesus Himself, speaks to us today. And I'm going to begin with the first verse we read, which is verse uh, 5. Jesus answering them to the disciples about the time frame. He says, take heed that no one deceives you. And then if you go down to verse 9, the King James says... Uh, that take heed, but that means what's in the New King James, the translation for that is watch out for yourselves, and I'm about to share that with you in a minute. But watch out or take heed to yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony to them. So let's go now to verse 23 of the same chapter. We're going to see it again. You ready? But take heed. Jesus is saying for the third time, see, I have told you, this is Jesus saying now, I have told you all things beforehand. I've already told you all these things, he says. And then verse 33, take heed, watch, and pray, for you don't know when the time is. So, if we take and we look at the definition now of the word heed, and Derek, by the way, I, did we get these on the uh, 
description today of the broadcast. I think, okay. So, all of these definitions and slides, if you go, I know to the app. The app's the only thing that can't be censored as far as we're concerned. They, they may last on Facebook, YouTube, kind of doubt it, but anyway, I know that these articles are in the app. If you go back and pull this service up later, if you can't take a picture and write all this down, don't worry. We've included them for you today uh, because I have no problem with you repeating or sharing what I share because I share what I'm told to share and that's it. So the word heed that we see that we've been told four times by Jesus Christ himself means kind of what you think to see or discern. That's why I told you you got to go back and watch this on spiritual gifts. you got to do it. It's not too late. To see or discern of the bodily I. How do I do that, Opie? If, if I come to church four times in a row, well, I, can I start discerning? No, it's a gift that you have to be willing to allow the Lord to gift you. That's why you need to listen to the past four weeks. You'll know how to connect that to what I just said. And then a lot of this is kind of what you would think it would be, but I... God just laid it on my heart to highlight uh, metaphorically the third definition or explanation there, which is to turn, heed is to turn the thoughts or direct the mind to a thing, to consider, uh, to contemplate, to look at, to weigh carefully, or to examine. That's a lot of words, but I want to leave the slide for just a minute. Because you need to kind of understand this before I go any farther. When Jesus Christ can tell these men and can tell you anything he wants to tell them or you about his return, the first two words, listen to me, the first two words out of his mouth is to you today is to take heed, to contemplate, uh, weigh carefully, look at, uh, examine, you need to consider, what do I need to consider? What I need to weigh carefully? That you don't get deceived. What, what, what do I need to focus on? What do I need my, to turn my thoughts toward? You need to turn your thoughts toward what God has said. And what God has said, I'm coming back as a thief in the night. People are not going to know it. He, when the Lord, he said, listen... When we get toward the end of life and this world as we know it, he said, unless he would shorten the days, even the very elect, the chosen one, even they would be deceived. You know why? Because deception can hit home and people are not willing to take heed. What, what is greater than heed to a lot of people? What has won out in place of heeding and not being deceived? Fear. I know this is kind of heavy today, yet it, I mean, I'm about four, three or four feet elevated above you, but it feels really heavy up here. And, and, and I think it's heavy because God wants me to make sure that I convey to you how serious the day is that you're living in. You can't turn the blind eye, church. You can't turn a deaf ear. You cannot do this. 
And I'm preaching this message without saying buzzwords that I know will just kick us right out. I'm trying my best. But I hope and pray that discernment will be allowed into your life at some point and you can shake your head and you can start examining things. Examine everything you are told. Examine everything that, that you, you, you are told that's contradicting itself on a daily basis. Examine it. Look at it. Heed. Don't be deceived all the time. And I told you every time, you know, I'm, I'm hitting home on them dots that I said I want to connect. But every time Satan has tried to deceive people, he always puts something with it. I read to you two instances where he used money. There's a lot of that that looks like to me, if nobody else, that's playing out right now, this day I'm living in. Money's buying everything. I'm taking heed. I don't know about y'all. I know what I want you to do. I know what I pray that you'll do. But I'm taking heed. I'm examining because I've got one life to live for Jesus Christ to make a difference. I'm going to be judged by that life. And I've got to take heed. I've got to take warning. I've got to examine. I've got to direct my thoughts to a thing. I just can't look at, oh, well, somebody said this. Somebody said that. No, sirree. I've got to direct my thoughts to that. I've got to dig that apart and see if, well, is it really this? Is it really that? And I have found out when I took the time to not take anybody's word on any side, from any walk of life, from any profession, I found there was a lot that I'm glad I took heed and examined because I, wasn't, I was not and I'm still not being told everything, but I'm being deceived and being threatened and being bribed. And I'm telling you, four times we're told in this, in this one chapter 13, I, I, I'm about through. And like I said, if you want to take a picture, I don't care. Uh, or if you want to get it later, that's fine. But I really hope and pray everybody in here. You're going to have to excuse me, man. I am. I'm dying. Hey, leave it on that slide for a minute. You're about to get. This is not very preachery, okay? I didn't do this on purpose. I'm about to embarrass my wife so bad. But I, I got to finish. I can't pass out. And yes, I wear shirts that have sayings on them as undershirts. If they don't bleed through, where people can see the writing on them. So I apologize for it at least. So anyway, I'm sorry about that. I don't know that I've ever done that before. But as Nathan would say, it's 90 hard hot up here. I told you I'm about four or five feet closer to them lights than y'all are. And I just got to finish in one piece. Thank you. Thank y'all. And if you're visiting, I understand if you never walk in the building again. I don't know if I would after all that. Being deceived in verse 5 is one of the well, it's the first thing that we're told to 
make sure we're heeding. The second thing, he's saying, take heed to your, yourself, you. That's why the New King James says, but watch out for yourself. I do need to stop right there. I need to watch out for myself. Yes, you do. I need to watch out for myself uh, because I, I read, let me see here. I read Paul saying in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, he says, you know, don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So I need to watch out for myself. I, I'm kind of speaking to youth, but really everybody. I just say youth because sometimes um, I think you'll listen if I say youth more than you normally would. But I want to be accepted. I want to be liked. I want to be, I want to be in. And so I'm willing sometimes to keep bad company. Now, adults, you do this. You do it at work, too. And you've you got to watch out because evil company corrupts good habits. So Jesus knew this, and he said, you need to kind of take heed to yourself because your flesh like stuff, your flesh likes people to like you, and, and, and you'll kind of fudge on evil company. And, and you got to watch out for you. The third warning the Lord told us to heed or to examine or to watch closely is stuff God's already told us. Verse 23, he said, take heed to the stuff, the, the warnings I've already told you about. He said, you need to take heed to that. And see, we, we do. The Lord has told me and you for thousands of years about the day and the time we're living in. And we don't have an excuse, church. We don't have an excuse. So now you're told to take heed. We don't have an excuse. Because Jesus said, I have told you all these things beforehand. And then the fourth thing the Lord told us was to take heed that we watch and pray. Now, you think you know kind of that about that, and I did too until this morning. Listen to me. When you look at the Greek word for watch in this verse 33, it means watch as in the form of being, don't be asleep. Watch. Sleeplessness. Watch. You know, comatose. You're dead to the world. You're, you're tired. You're asleep. Don't, don't. He says, take heed. Watch. Don't be asleep. And pray. So, when I start to pray a lot of times, you know what happens. I fall asleep. I know y'all are holier than I am. Y'all don't do that, do you? I wish I could be you. But sometimes I go to sleep. When I'm here at the altar sometimes, it'll hit me, that spirit of slumber, and I have to wake up. But if you go down to verse 37, and I'm about to finish... 
Jesus closes out this whole chapter and he says, and what I say to you, I say to all. What? Do you know that's not the same Greek word as in verse 37 that I just wrote, read to you? Or verse 33? Not the same watch. That watch is like I'm watching this plant right here. I'm, or I'm watching that door to make sure nobody doesn't come in. Hey, do y'all remember when Jesus was praying right before they came to get him and the disciples fell asleep? Hey, raise your hand for a minute. Do you remember that? All right, that's good. Listen. He went after he woke up. I mean, after he got through praying one time, he went over to where uh, Peter and the guys were, and he said these words. He said, could you not watch one hour? This wasn't watch and pray. He said, could you not watch one hour? What he meant was, could you not be on the lookout one hour? Could you not watch one hour? That's what Jesus is saying in this very last verse. He said, and what I say to all, this is what I'm saying. Watch. That's how he finishes chapter 13. He says, watch. So, we're told about when we pray, don't fall asleep. You need to be vigilant. You need to tear down strongholds. You, you need to do everything you can in the spiritual when you're praying. You need to know that God is God of all. You need to pray in the spirit when the spirit's on you. You need to pray with understanding is what the Bible says. And you need to pray knowing that God is Lord of all in all. But you also need to watch, church. You need to watch what's fed into your mind, what's fed into your heart, what's fed into your ears. You need to watch because God is not mocked. Don't be deceived. What you sow is what you reap. So what you hear is what you uh, reap. What you watch is what you reap. And that's why we need to change what we're watching. We, we need to start watching the devil and his acts of deception because we've already seen that things don't mean what we think they do like sorceries. We didn't really know that sorceries meant pharmacia. We didn't know that or pharmacia. We didn't know that. And so we need to make sure that we are paying closer attention to the Bible right now than we are the Bible of mainstream media and every other outlet in this world because the Bible is telling you what's really going on right now. The Bible is, and that's what you need to watch. You need to watch the Word. You need to be in the Word because the devil's paying attention and he's deceiving when you're not even thinking he's deceiving. And you know what? He's using imposters. What verse was that? 2 Timothy 3, 3. He's using evil men and he's using imposters to deceive people. And they themselves are being deceived. So it's time for the church to watch. There's a lot going on that we didn't know was going on. Amen? Do you think, let me ask you this. You're really going to, hey, stand up. This is all the hope you need. Stand up. Do you really think I think we do. I think I have it sometime. Do we really think that um, when it's going to be time for the devil to kind of start getting us ready for before the rapture takes place and uh, before uh, the time period of tribulation is entered into, do you think there's going to be neon signs 
and posters that Christian bookstores sell says, okay, y'all, on the 2nd of August, um, things are really going to change. Church, you need to be on the lookout because, you know, we're going to be conditioned and we're going to get ready to enter into tribulation. No, the Bible, Jesus said this. I told, I hope people, somebody gets this today, but Jesus said, you need to take heed to what I've already told you. Take heed to what I've told you. I've already told you this. You don't have to wait on a big announcement. This is the big announcement. You just need to understand the big announcement has already been announced. It's already been written. It's already been prophesied. It's already been preached. You, when do you think everything's going to start happening is what I want to ask everybody. When, when do you, you, you don't think nothing that's gone on has any ramifications toward tribulation, toward uh, the rapture of the bride? You, you don't think anything has in, no, that's not it. Nothing, no, you, you miss it. And I'm, I'm telling you, preachers will say, not that, he's reading way, people like him, they're reading way too much into it. Hey, a lot of people are being deceived, friend. Because people are scared. And when you're scared, it, it's because you're not willing to stand on the Word of God and walk in the Word of God. So the best thing I can do is keep my little politically correct mouth shut and blend in so I won't get in trouble. But everybody on my watch is pretty much going to get eaten alive or die and go to hell. So, OP famous scripture and multitudes are favorite, not famous. We're not ignorant of his devices. Today, if you're not saved, don't, don't nobody close your eyes, please. If you're not saved, and you have no desire at all, I tell you what, close your eyes if you will. You have no desire at all to continue risking Every breath you take as being your, and if you're online, being your last breath. And you are ready to make sure that if you die before your air conditioner comes on in your car, you're on your way to heaven. I want you to come to this altar because the Lord, the Lord designed this day for you to get saved. Anybody in this building? I, I, I'm waiting on you. I, I'm waiting to pray with you. I'm not worried about a virus right now. I'm not worried about no, no delta. I'm all for the alpha and omega. He lives inside of me. I ain't worried about a delta right now. Anybody? Jesus is not you. Well, I, I don't know. If you say, I don't know, I'm not sure, this has got your name all over. I, you, you can know you are saved. If you're online, I know you can't come here. But listen, where you are, Jesus can save you. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, I've been running. I have been trying to just blend in. and But I'm scared to death of going to hell. But I'm, I'm tired of taking chances. I don't have the benefit of having you in my life to help me. I need to be saved. If you'll, if you'll fall on your face 
unless you are operating machinery or vehicle and say, Lord Jesus, I bow before you and I ask you in the name of Jesus, would you save me? You died so I could be saved. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would be the Lord of my life from here on out. I repent, I'm wrong. I'll dedicate and live the rest of my life for you and to you. And whether you are in the building or out of the building, and they have it on the screen, but if you will get word to us through sending the word saved, you can text it to the number on the screen, or you can go to our website, and you will get immediate help, and we will begin to pray for you, and you'll be a part of the family of God. And Father, today, we all, Lord, have been deceived, every one of us, at some point or another. Multiple thousands of times through our lives we've been deceived. Because in many cases, we think he has or he's offering what we're lacking. If I work more, I'll make more money. If I say a cuss word around my friends, they'll like me. If I sleep with this boy, he will be my boyfriend. God, it goes on and on and on. He offers all kinds of things in his act of deception. So God, we've been there. You know we've been there. That's why you told us in the 23rd verse to remember all the things you've taught us and you've told us. God, help us to be students of the word. Help us to know that we've got to hide the word in our heart. Help us to know that we've got to start watching all things, Lord. We've got to examine all things, Lord. We cannot keep saying what somebody said or what they do. God, we are part of the royal family. We are a peculiar people. We can't put our souls and lives and lives into the hands of a world that does not like you. They hate you. They despise you and your church and your bride. God, help us to discern and be wise in these last days we're living. And we'll give you praise. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen.